Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Powered by Riverside. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of our podcast. I'm Lucas, I got Uri here yet again. It is the lull of the offseason, but that does not mean that we don't have things to talk about, right Uri? We have too much to talk about. A, a little bit of is not necessarily Sixers-centered, is NBA-centered, but it's all good. We'll, we'll start out with some Sixers stuff, though. Mm-hmm. So, last time we podcasted, we mentioned the fact that James Harden had agreed to a deal of coming back to the Sixers, but as of today, the ink went to the paper and he signed his John Hancock and he is now officially a Sixer. You know, it's big money for what two years. I think the second year is a player option, mm-hmm. but let's talk about some quotes. One is related to Harden, the other is related to another Sixer that's been on the hot seat. But according to Keith Pompey, here is what Daryl Morey said about. Uh, re-signing James Harden. Harden is one of the greatest players in NBA history and a future Hall of Famer. His mission is to win an NBA title, and we're thrilled that he will continue that journey here in Philadelphia. He's one of the best scorers and passers to ever play. His knowledge of the game allows him to dissect defenses and make everyone around him better. James's commitment to winning continues to resonate throughout our organization, and I believe we've only scratched the surface of what's possible in his partnership with Joel in this talented roster. Now, with that quote, Lucas, based on what you saw last season, based on the landscape of the NBA, based on what's going on within the franchise right now, players and personnel and front office, do we predict that Harden will end his career with the Sixers? I'm going to say with the caveat uh, with as long as Daryl Morey is in Philadelphia, I don't see a reason why Harden would leave. Mm-hmm. Their their relationship, you, it's rare you see a player have so much commitment to a general manager slash executive more than James Harden does with Daryl Morey. As soon as Morey left Houston, that, that soured very quickly between him and the franchise. And, and, you know, it only took about a, a two seasons for him, them to get reunited. I, I don't see Maury going anywhere anytime soon. You know, obviously this is a make or break season for, for him in a sense. Like they have to get past the second round, but like I don't see his job being immediately in danger. So with that in mind, 
I think, yeah, as long as Maury's here, I don't see why Harden would want to leave. Let's just say he opts out. He has a bad year. He opts out. He's trying to get money from the Sixers. No other team is going to pay him the type of money he wants in order for him to leave. So with with that in mind, yeah, I, I think he does stay. Chris, if you're listening, hi. <laughs> that question made me think of Chris. Chris would kind of be like, well – can't really answer that he, he's so <laughs> i don't know I, like he's coming I don't know. back soon guys he's chris is coming back soon he'll be promise. back soon yeah yeah I, I, so i'm chris is re- like you're kind of like the middle guy that keeps us in check but yeah. he's like me and him are opposite i'm just like yeah. a risk taker i'll i'll say any crazy prediction but i'll actually agree with you it is very very contingent upon what happens with maury there's a reason why these two guys are are back together again uh, I think they're not only, you know, obviously professionally connected in their relationship, but I, I honestly think that they're they're friends. I know that Karen Mori, who we've had on the podcast, uh, is is tight with or not tight, but he's I guess close enough to James Harden and and to know that Mori would like, hey, you know, here's my daughter and 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 they're friendly. I, I'm not saying that they have them over for dinner or anything, but I, I mean they might. They, they might. <laughs> they I, might. They might. They might. I wouldn't put it past them, honestly. Like yeah. it kind of feels like a like a father son relationship almost, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I could see that. I could definitely see that. In terms of basketball sense, I'm going to read something to you. This is tweeted out by um, this was tweeted out by Kyle Newbeck uh, from mm-hmm. Philly Voice today, and he found this from another website. It's a it's the top 15 two man lineups in offensive rating. Minimum 500 minutes played last season. All right. Top KD and Kyrie. Can't argue okay. that. 122 offensive rating. Second in the whole NBA. You know who it is? Joel Embiid and James Harden. Just a wild guess. You got it. And they're only like <laughs> one point away from KD and Kyrie. And, and look, they, they, they have the best pick and roll offense in the whole NBA. Oh, wait till they start clicking in November, December, right? But mm-hmm. listen... There's even more to that. Fourth, okay. this is like really random offensive rating. Hassan Whiteside and Donovan Mitchell. That I don't know why that's here. It makes sense though because Whiteside is a really okay. Yeah, people yeah. like to. And Chris, I, I know you're one. Of, I, I love you to death, brother. But I know you're one of the people that like that like to crap on Whiteside. But think about this: he is one of the best role men, pick and roll big men in the NBA. You can't like. He's a really good finisher. He's re- he's really solid in setting screens. Like he would be an ideal backup, which I'm sure we're going to get to yeah. later. But um, yeah, yeah, no, I'm surprised yeah. by that. Yeah, they're fourth. Uh, actually, no, they're third. Austin Rivers, Aaron Gordon are fourth, and the fifth, really the fifth really best, the fifth best two man lineup in offensive rating was Tyrese Maxey and James Harden. Think that about I believe. That. Think about that for a minute. Can, 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 can we pause right here? The random Austin Rivers, Aaron Gordon. No, that shouldn't be a thing, right? It, it should be Jokic and somebody, not. You would think. You would. You think. would think. What in the world? I know that is. You know what? Good, random. good, good for you, Austin. But like, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Shout okay. out to no. Utah and Denver uh, fans Denver. who we rarely see play in the first place. But listen, let me finish my point about James okay, Harden. Okay, 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 sorry. He obviously has a, a, a tight relationship with Maury, Meek Mill, Michael Rubin. But guess what? On the basketball court, you've played ball, I've played ball. We know that we like 
guys that we like playing with, guys that we complement each other, particularly in the offensive end. He's playing with the best center in the NBA. Yeah, I said it. Mm-hmm. And he's playing with Tyrese Maxey. And both of those tandems that Harden is included with, they're in the top five in offensive rating in the entire league. And they only play, what, 28, 29 games together? So mm-hmm. I would say that he would finish his career in Philadelphia because we have a really great starting lineup. And as you would say, core four. The core four, yeah. And I'll go a step further. I'm going to make a bold statement here. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. James Harden, all time, not just his time in Philly, but all time, is a top five offensive player of all time. That's not hot, Dicky. Look, look, he's been one of the best scorers in the NBA, and he's been one of the best playmakers in the NBA for the past eight to what eight-ish years. Yeah, I'm not I, gonna, I'm not gonna deny that. I think you have a good point. Yeah. So I, yeah. And Maury said he's a future Hall of Famer. I'll also go a step further. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh, if his career ended right no now. No question. No question. Yeah. So there's all that. But I know there's another Sixer a little Instagram yeah. thing that you want to get to. So I'll let you get to that because it's your guy. Yeah. So the other quote from Daryl Morey that I want to get to is actually retweeted by Zach Chavalella from Philly mm-hmm. Sports Network and friend of the podcast. I'm not on Instagram. Maybe you are, but apparently Daryl Morey, Daryl Morey is, and he put out there, uh, ask me a question under the radar sixer for 2022-23 season. And Daryl Morey's account with the little white check to verify it's him. He just simply tagged, they call me Tease. And if mm-hmm. you are not a Sixers fan, I'll spell it out for you. Matisse Thibel. So what do you make of that, Lucas? Anything or just Maury having fun? Look, Maury believes in the players. If he doesn't believe in you, you're gone. He's made that abundantly clear to other players on the Sixers, and especially in Houston. I, I think he believes in Matisse. I believe I think he believes in the progress, whatever, you know, you know, progress he made in the offseason. And Zach, uh, he also posted some splits after Harden came for Matisse. And look, we've already talked about how he has made Tyrese Maxey the best version of himself. And he's made things a lot easier for Joel. And you've been preaching it all offseason to ad nauseum sometimes. But I don't preach anything on here, man. Just give my opinion. uh, uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Anyway, so... You, and it's a it's a valid point that he has made he made Matisse Thibel better in the regular season on offense after his arrival. Now, hopefully, you know Matisse finally gets his shot right. The mechanics need to be smoother, obviously. The release needs to be quicker. But like, if he can get that shot right this off season, I'm I'm all for it. I think you're all for it too. So I it. it it's great that Maury believes in his guy and Maury doesn't, you know, usually believe in the guy unless he has, you know, proof to back that up. So I, I'm going to put my trust in Maury. He's well, made good uh, moves so far. Well, I'm for the most going part, to, except for DeAndre Jordan. I'm going to say that I think Maury, I, I don't think we can take that Instagram post seriously. And you want to know why? You don't think so? 
Here's why. You ready? Why? Yeah. Do you recall when he got here? And when I say he, I mean Daryl Morey. Yeah. That he put out on his IG story that Ben Simmons is an MVP candidate. Do you remember that? Oh. And yeah. He was, he was lauding Simmons as this great defensive player, and he's this great distributor, and he's a all-star. Like he he's done this before. He's praised players and then turned around. And so you think them. he's trying to build up Matisse's value for a trade? Is that what you think you're doing? He's doing. Listen, Daryl Morey plays chess while everyone is playing Connect Four. So. Listen, <laughs> I, I couldn't think of another game. Anyway, it's checkers. It's check. The term is checkers, but yeah. See, oh man, <laughs> I got to get my board games back in order. But anyway, so yeah, I, I'm not going to take. I'm going to take that with a grain of salt because what he did with Simmons in a similar fashion, and I'm not going to say anything about Matisse Thybul for the rest of the podcast because people are probably wow. tired of me bringing him up. What tired? Never, never. <laughs> We're going to talk about some free agents who are still unsigned that could serve as insurance backups for the Sixers. Now, it should be noted, pretty much full roster right now, but they could. There are some non-guaranteed deals that they could waive and or player that they could trade. <coughs> Cork Moss. <coughs> Sorry. And there are still some quality free agents out there. So let me just go down a list here of potential players here that we could look at. Despite being a restricted free agent, Colin Sexton still available, Dennis Schroeder, DeMarcus Cousins, Carmelo Anthony, Blake Griffin, Hesheen Whiteside, LaMarcus Aldridge, Dwight Howard, Montrez Harrell, Lou Williams, Jeremy Lamb, Rajon Rondo, Josh Jackson, Eric Bledsoe. Um, you did have Juan Herman and Gomez, but he just signed with the Raptors, I believe. Markeith Morris and Eric Paschkel. So, looking at this list, Uriah, is there any players on here that you would assume would take the veteran minimum to join the Sixers? Why don't we just go, uh, you read the names and we just say yay or nay, and if we want to elaborate, we can. All right, so I got Dennis Schroeder here. Yay or nay on a minimum contract to join the Sixers? I would, see, I wouldn't, I would not mind having Schroeder on the bench yeah. as an insurance policy just in case anybody gets hurt we know somebody has a hamstring history on this team but yeah i wouldn't mind him would, would you want him absolutely not he's a locker room cancer i am good boston traded as soon as boston traded him guess what they started playing better um mm. and the lakers gave up on him for russell westbrook so it was his hair is that weird patch in his hair i think no 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 that's actually a tribal thing i found out that that's a tribal thing Uh, it represents a certain tribe from africa when capella has it too i think no it's it's called the kwame tribe is that it yeah there was a rapper in the late 80s named kwame and he had that in his hair and i just assumed Uh, he was watching videos of of kwame and but anyway Let's get back to basketball. Okay, anyway. So then I guess the next one would be DeMarcus Cousins, yay or nay? Hmm. I would say yay. I would say yay, too. I I like Boogie. Look, now I'm not saying that he should be the primary backup. I mean, if you feel comfortable, I mean, you could have him situationally in, but he did really well for the Nuggets last season. I honestly don't know why he's not back there because 
he's a better fit than DeAndre Jordan. And his relationship with Michael Malone would make it seem like, you know, it would fit better, right? Um, you know, he could always go back to the Lakers, maybe. He was there for a year, didn't play because of injury. But, you know, I think the Lakers wouldn't be a bad fit. He could reunite with LeBron and AD there. But I, I would like him, but I I don't know if the any potential locker room issues could cause there, and I don't want to, there to be – especially because him and – didn't him and uh, James Harden have issues? Cousins? Yeah. Because uh, was he, he was on? The, yeah, because he was on the Rockets, and that was when Harden oh. was trying to play his way out of the Rockets. So maybe not okay. that. Yeah, I do, so, remember, I do recall that. Him and Embiid would be fun teammates, though. Remember oh, yeah. when Embiid oh, yeah. in his second season they were slapping each other in the butt going down? The court. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was fun. That was fun. Yeah. Okay. Next one, Carmelo Anthony. On a veteran minimum, I would take Carmelo Anthony just because he could be a spark off the bench and he could still play. He may not yeah. be able to defend his his own shadow, but he can definitely <laughs> put up some some shots and, and get you like 10 or 12 in a matter of 10 to 12 minutes. Look, if Tyler Hero wasn't the clear favorite for six man of the year, Melo had a legit argument for it. He was, I think he was averaging about 14, 15 last year. Like the guy can is still a walking bucket, like you said, he can't defend. But guess what? Neither could couldn't George's Niang in the playoffs. So if you <laughs> yeah, had to tell good. me that I, if I had the choice between having George's Niang or or Carmelo as my backup four, I'm going to take Carmelo easily. But, but wait, don't doesn't Carmelo and Harden have some type of history too? Do they? I don't think so. Oh yeah, ten, was... oh yeah, yeah, ten days, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. Th- I don't days. think. I don't think that was. If anything, there's probably bad blood between Carmelo and Maury. Not so much. Mm-hmm. So I think that that could be an issue. But if you know emotions are not involved, then yeah, I want Melo for sure. Next one, Blake Griffin. That's a big negative. Good buddy, keep it moving. Yeah, same <laughs> here. He's he was a shadow of himself last year. I think he's pretty much spent, which is a shame because. Just like three seasons ago, he was like one of the top like thirty players in the league. You know, it's bad when you are known for being one of the best dunkers in the league, and people say, "Oh my God, I'm shocked that he dunked the ball." Remember, it was such a big deal. Then we got to Brooklyn. Yeah, he, he dunked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just a shame because he's a really smart basketball player, but the the legs gave out on him, and he's only like thirty three. It's a shame, but okay. Next one, I think we both are going to say yes to this guy, Hashim Whiteside. I'm not a Whiteside fan. I've really, a, I've never been a Hassan really? Whiteside fan. Okay, but hey, he's in the top five for pick and roll offensive efficiency, so maybe they should sign him. But I, I want to stay away from him. I don't like. I don't like him one bit. As a bad, I, I, I'm all. I'm all for it. Look, he's going to get burned on the perimeter, and that's why you have B ball Paul. But he's still an interior elite interior defender. He's a great rebounder. We had problems rebounding last year, so adding him would certainly help. And he's a good pick and roll partner for James Harden. So I'm all for it. Next one, uh, former All Star Lamarcus Aldridge. You know what, Loki? Shout out to Loki, who's in our uh, clubhouse group. He asked us today says what do you think about lamarcus aldridge i like that he can still shoot and his mid-range game is virtually unstoppable 
I don't think he would help at all on defense. So whatever he would score on offense, he would give up on defense. So I'm going to say no. Yeah, I'm going to say no too, but it's not a shot against LaMarcus because there was long stretches of last season that he was the second best offensive player on the Nets. Yeah. No, so I'm, yeah, I, I, I think he should still be able to get a job in the NBA as a bench scorer, but defensively, like you said, there is issues there, and that's mainly what you need from Joel's backup is defense. But the next guy can certainly still defend, and he's former Sixer Dwight Howard, who is now proclaimed as a future Hall of Famer. He has self-proclaimed himself as a future Hall of Famer. First off, do you think he should be in the Hall of Fame? And secondly, would you have him back on a minimum? Yes, he should be Hall of Fame as much as I'm not. I was never the biggest Dwight Howard fan, but he's just an amazing defender in his prime. I was about to say, three-time Defensive Player of the Year, blocks champion, rebounding champion, led a team to the NBA Finals that had no business being there. Yeah, he he should be in – he should he should be in the uh, yeah. Hall of Fame, but would you have him back on a minimum contract? I would only have him back if he would hold up the frosty freeze out signs and be the best cheerleader from the bench because I don't want to see him get any more stupid technical fouls and I don't know. I I, I liked Howard when he was here, but I look you, no, you can argue. No, I don't want him. I don't want him. I don't want okay. him. I don't care look, about frosties. You, I don't care about frosty freeze out. Look, I'll say this. You could argue that Dwight was a top five backup of for Joel in his career. You can argue that, but I just don't want him on this team. I'd rather B-Ball Paul get those minutes. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I don't mind him being a veteran sage at this point. Um, next guy, he has a little bit of legal issues, but he did win a <laughs> Defensive Player of the Year award under uh, Doc Rivers, Montrez Harrell. You said, you said that so seriously, man. He had some. Uh, hey. He has some legal issues right now. He's, uh, he, he's meeting I mean, with he got, his attorney as we speak. Look, look, look! He got pulled over for three pounds of marijuana in Kentucky, and Kentucky is not a forgiving state when it comes Ooh. to the uh, to the grass. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> they might be known for bluegrass, but they do not like that grass. So no, 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 they do not. So with that in mind, would you would you risk it and have him come in on a veterans minimum? I wouldn't mind him. I think he's that tough, toughness type of guy that can still play. He may not be what he was when he was with the Clippers, but there's a reason why he flourished under Doc Rivers. I guess Doc Rivers has a thing for like an amazing six men off the bench. I wouldn't mind having him. Would you? Look, the issue with Montrezl Harrell, which has always been the issue, is that he's not playable in the playoffs because he's so small. So you punch off the bench now the flip side to it is that Montrezl Harrell didn't play with a guy like James Harden when he was in you know either LA or either LA team actually so he played with Chris Paul though no no he didn't he was part of the trade no he was part of the trade that sent Chris Paul to Houston see this is why Lucas is the man he knows all these transactions I forget stuff it's it I I used to be obsessed with 2K to the point where I memorized transaction. <laughs> wow, there you go. That helps. Yeah, man. Hey, you do what you got to do. But anyway, so it's. I mean, I would give it a go, 
I, I I guess for a minimum, yeah. And you could always trade him if there's like locker room issues because most places that he's gone to after the Lakers have been locker room issues. But I think it's worth a shot. I mean, he definitely helps with the scoring punch off the bench, but defensively is where you have the issues in the playoffs. Remember when Andre Drummond got to the Sixers and there was video footage of him shaking hands with Embiid for the first yeah. time, his teammates? Imagine that same footage, maybe even in the same setting, like some, I don't know, gymnasium at the at the Wells Fargo Center. Montrell's Harrell walks into the room, Embiid comes in, and they meet each other's eyes and they decide to shake hands. Would that be an awkward handshake or more awkward handshake than the one with Drummond? Or do you think it would be all love? I think it'd be all love. I don't think they have a huge beef. So not that I can remember. Remember so in the I, playoffs two years, I'll assume we forget Lucas two years ago. Remember him and MB got into it. They were talking trash. Montrez. I Montrez so. was no, no dude. Montrez has been on the Clippers. The, okay. He started his career out on no, the rock. He played again with the Wizards against the Sixers. In the not playoffs. during the playoffs. Not the playoffs. Man, my Wizards, memory is he, escaping me. It was during the regular season, but it wasn't the playoffs. Oh, maybe. Okay, my bad. Maybe it was regular season, but you don't remember the press conference where he was he was talking smack. Was he talking smack at Embiid or someone else? I honestly don't remember. I um, really think it was Embiid. I think he had he was look. Embiid has Embiid doesn't care about trash talk because okay. once you're his backup. You, he doesn't care. And Drummond was very mature in putting it away. And I'll say this about Drummond. I would not be surprised that if he might – I he might be able to beat Vooch out for that starting job. And, like, he uh, – you can make the argument to me that he's a better center than Vucevic, especially for what the Chicago Bulls are trying to do. You could make that argument to me, and I could. I'm not going to argue that. I think that makes sense. Because, look, they need a defensive anchor. Drummond is that. You need more touches for Levine. Like, look, you and Drummond's not a bad score. He's just not like, you know, he's not going to get you 20 points. Even at his peak, he was like 16 points per game. I miss Drummond. Why didn't he come to the Sixers? Did we? I don't think we talked about that. uh, They offered him more money. They offered him about like. (laughs) I think about six mil a year, which uh, we could okay. do. Yeah. Like that, that, that's the honest truth. He, yeah. he was looking for a payday. He probably wanted to start. He couldn't, See, but look, he, he should have probably... never, he should have never worn that Phillies hat and teased us like that. He was in the look, Bahamas or somewhere where it teased. Now that they have Drummond though, I think the bulls should try the shop Vooch for another power forward. Like, I don't know who would become available, but if you could flip Vooch for, like, a backup or, you know, a starting power forward Mm. and, like, some good depth, because they still need more depth. They need size. But, like, if you can, like, because Drummond, I think, is just better for what they need. Yeah. Drummond is a better – this is – I don't know if this is a hot take, but I think Drummond, you could argue, is a better center than Vucevic right now in terms of especially what the Bulls need. I can't argue that. Yeah, so anyway, let's continue down the list because we still got quite a few more names. Sweet Lemon Pepper Lou, yay or nay? Absolutely, 1,000%. We, he started his career in Philly. He could end it, and he'd be reunited with Doc Rivers. I would love Lou Williams on this team. As much as I, I would love a good reunion story, I'm going to say no. And because he, he was oh. in an inefficient six-point-per-game score last season with the Hawks. Now, if you sign like a one-day contract or like a ten-day contract and then retire, 
fine. But a whole year, no, he, he's a negative at this point in his career, man. He's he's spent. Wow. I'm sorry. Yeah. Next one. Jeremy Lamb, yay or nay? Nope. I am yay. He's a three he's <laughs> he's a bench scorer. He's not he's passable on defense. I don't see why not. Okay, next one. Rajon Rondo, yay or nay? Uh, the biggest N.O. that you could ever draw with a pen and a paper. Uh, yeah. I think Ray John Rondo has some some issues that he <laughs> clearly hasn't worked out in his adulthood. There was a video of him, and I guess his, his ex-girlfriend, and there was... I was about to say, does he, have, does he have assault charges against him right now? So I, I think there's assault charges with him, with his ex-girlfriend trying to run over someone. It was really, really hostile, the situation. It was in like in a parking lot, an indoor garage. So that and, and him bouncing around the league all these years. I just him and Doc did him. not end on great terms either. Him and Doc Rivers did not end exactly. on great terms. But, but so Maxie, I, I think Maxie is, is tight with him, isn't he? I'm not sure, but they are both Kentucky guys, so I yeah. wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Next one, Josh Jackson, for, former for, fourth overall pick. I pass, hard pass. I'll pass, easy pass. Yeah, I'll pass too. But I understand the enticement with him being an athletic wing that can defend multiple positions. Just offensively, he's such a negative, and he still has maturity issues. So I just, I would say no. Eric Bledsoe, yay or nay? I would say no, just because if you thought that the team was heavy with former rockets then it would just get overboard with him I he was, was never on the rockets yes he was one eric bledsoe oh my god i'm thinking of um eric, eric gordon, gordon. Yeah. i get those two guys mixed up all the time uh bledsoe eric bledsoe was... he was on the uh milwaukee last right he, uh, well technically portland but he, clippers last but yeah he, okay. he he used to be with uh Giannis at one point right. yeah he was called mini LeBron when he was with Doc and the Clippers. Yeah. I like Eric Bledsoe. I wouldn't mind that. For a veteran minimum, I would take him. Nah, he, he's declined really quickly in the past two years, man. I'm going to stay away from that. All right. Uh, Keith Morris, who has said that he would like to join the Sixers, Sixers native, even though he, he clearly got uh, whiplashed by Jokic last year. What do you think, yay or nay? Him and PJ Tucker as enforcers on this team all day, all day, every day. Bring, bring uh, Mark. My, Miami did it. I'm, you know what? He can play the four and the five. So it's, it, I, I wouldn't mind giving him a veteran minimum. Last player at Eric Pascal, best friends with Donovan Mitchell, former Golden State Warriors. I think he won a championship with them. I'm not sure. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yay or nay? I would say, hey, bring him home. Former Villanova Wildcat. And maybe he could entice Jay Wright to come out of retirement once Doc Rivers messes things up this year. So, yeah, I'd bring him. Okay, fair enough. I, I would not. He's kind of a tweener, what? and he's not a great three-point shooter. All right, the next topic, Lucas, has to do with some trades, actually non-trades, that could Ooh. have caused seismic waves throughout the NBA. Trades that could have changed the landscape for a number of organizations, some big-name organizations and some smaller. I'll just 
give you the five trades. I think one of them we've talked about before, but so five failed trades that almost changed the NBA. How would the NBA be different if these trades went down? Steph Curry was reportedly on the trade block to go to Milwaukee. How do you think things would be different if that trade went down? So for context, back in like the early 2010s, the Golden State Warriors had a core of Steph Curry and Monte Ellis, both small combo guards, right? They had to choose between one of them, and they gave Milwaukee their choice between either one, and Milwaukee ended up choosing Monte over Steph. The Warriors fan base was very upset about that as a part of We Believe team, which mm-hmm. I'm sure you remember that. Yeah, 07. So, oh, yeah, that was I remember that. That was yeah. fun to watch. Yeah. Um, that really got me into the NBA, to be honest, that and the 06 uh, heat. But anyway, getting back to this, this – Easily, the the Golden State dynasty wouldn't have happened, and who knows how Steph's ankles would have held up on another franchise and their you know training staff. So this could have really just derailed the Golden State Warriors dynasty. One thing that I will, I'll add is that it was Mark Jackson, who's now an analyst for ESPN, who pulled mm-hmm. him aside, talking about Steph Curry, and told him. Uh, I had to let you know that the Bucks wanted you in a trade. Curry confirmed that Milwaukee, Milwaukee's team doctors were part of why he was never dealt there, hence the ankle injuries that you mentioned. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say that had Curry gotten to Milwaukee, they probably would not have been able to get Giannis. That's also true. And here's the other thing. like, Who was the co-star back then? Who was oh, the second-best player? Oh, Milwaukee? Because I don't remember it. It wasn't Brandon Jennings. That was that was, was not Michael, that time. Michael Redd? No, no. Michael yeah, Redd was already out at that yeah. point. Did they even have a franchise guy? Because they traded Bogut. No, no, no. That wasn't it. Uh, was it yeah, it was Bogut. Was Bogut it was traded? Yeah, Bogut. Yeah. Was it Jesus Shuttlesworth? No, 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 no. He was already gone. He was gone in 07. This trade happened in ten or eleven, I think. Who Wait, was did you it? even? Did you even hear what I said? Yeah, 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 Ray Allen, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. all right, all right. Yeah. He, he got it, ladies and gentlemen, he got it. All right. I, I, I'm not an educated in basketball, <laughs> slug, my friend. Okay. Did you see that movie, by the way, real quick? I wanted, to, I want to so bad. Wow. I don't know where to find What it. are you waiting on, man? I need that. Film. Well, they don't have DVD, they don't have Blockbuster anymore. It's not like I can just find it anywhere. They do have a Blockbuster. There's one left in the country. You just have okay. to drive there. I, well, I'm not going to drive X amount of hours to a Blockbuster, <laughs> and that may or may not have it. Now, I might buy it off of Amazon. I might do that. Okay. I might do that. Fair enough. But anyway, uh, let's see here. Yeah, so I don't know. I think they were in the mid- middle of rebuild. And to be fair, Monte Ellis was still pretty young at that point, probably in his like early to mid-20s. So maybe he was the star. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I just know, like I said, I think they would not have – picked at the same place. I think Giannis was at 16 and Steph would have went there and and he would have definitely improved the team and they probably would have picked lower in that first round. Unless his ankles didn't handle. Yeah. Yeah, Let's go to the next one. All right. The next one, and I'll give some context here. I forget what year, but it was Clay Thompson was on the trade block, apparently to go to the Timberwolves for Kevin Love. Now I'm looking back at some tweets from 2014 
Uh, mm-hmm. Tim Kawakami, and I, I guess he covers Golden State uh, fluid situation. <laughs> but NBA sources says Golden State still won't put Clay into their offer to Minnesota for Kevin Love. So there was some type of communication going on. Mm. Apparently, it didn't happen. So how different would the NBA be or the landscape had that trade went down? A lot of different things would have would would not have happened. Obviously, the Splash Bros would have never came into reality, and Dynasty probably would have never happened. Uh, David Lee wouldn't have signed with the Warriors that offseason instead. And then, because oh, let's be real, Kevin Love was on the Warriors instead of David Lee. There's no way Draymond Green's getting taking that starting job from Kevin Love. Just no way. Yeah. So Draymond Green never really comes onto the scene. He probably fades out of the NBA because nobody really understands his basketball savant until he gets that that starting job with the Warriors. So not only does the Dynasty and Splash Bros don't happen, but I also would predict that Draymond Green doesn't happen either. And then you could argue that LeBron James doesn't go back to Cleveland because then Kevin Love's not available. Yeah. I think that that if that trade went down, down, that that Golden State would not have as many rings as they have. have. I don't think they would have any. I don't think they would have any. I think Clay means a lot lot to that team in more ways than one. We're talking offensively Mm -hmm. and defensively. And look, the most significant aspect of that trade not going down, look, if he would have went to Minnesota, do you think Clay Thompson would have been in Space Jam too? No way. <laughs> no way. So that, no. that's how things have changed. I mean, had he gone there, he would have been a nobody. And Jimmy Butler would have bullied him to, I don't know, curl into a ball. and cry. I don't think he would have been a nobody. I still think Clay would have broken out, but I just don't think – I think he would have had a less glamorous career. Yeah. No Space Jam, too. All right, next uh, one. Uh, two Lakers trades that never went down, but one of them actually did, but last minute didn't. So if you're old enough to remember, Chris Paul was headed to the Lakers to team up with Kobe Bryant. And uh, the former commissioner, David Stern, stepped in and he was like, nope, can't do that. So uh, how do you think that would have shaken up the NBA, Lucas, if Paul played Kobe? Well, look, the NBA, that was a whole sticky situation. And there's a lot of backstory to it that that we just can't get into on this podcast but just know it wasn't as clean cut as david stern and do it he wanted apparently the the main idea here was that the pelicans didn't tell anybody else that he was available they only talked with the with the uh lakers and because the league was running the clip the the pelicans at the time it was seemed as like dirty play type thing okay so there was that. So Chris Paul and Kobe Bryant would have won another championship. Let's let's be clear on that. Mm-hmm. I, I think you would have definitely won at least one more championship. That was 2012. So if you're not old enough to remember that, then you're probably I, – I would be surprised if you're listening to that podcast. That means you're less than like, what, 15, 14? Yeah, if you didn't know that, you need to – play nba 2k like lucas so that you know all these these transactions that went down in history oh, i come on it was you. 10 years ago yeah it was 10 years ago it wasn't yeah. that long ago listen i will agree with you that had those two played together they would have a championship 
I'll take it further. I would say they would have more than one championship. You they really think have... so? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. That would, in my opinion, that would be the best point guard, shooting guard tandem in the history of the NBA. Do they still make the Dwight Howard trade then? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You have Chris Paul and Kobe Bryant. Oh, my goodness. The Mamba in CP3? Oh, that, the that would Mamba, have been the point guard god. The yeah. point guard. That would have been such a fun team to watch I, I wish it had, i wish it had went down but all right the next one we're going to skip because we talked about this charles barkley was su- supposedly going to be traded to the lakers and he got wind of it and then he got really sad when it didn't go down but let's go speaking of kobe last one uh kobe bryant was on i guess the trade lakers. block or the, the he requested bulls. a trade yeah he, right he, he did he request re- a trade and the bulls were entertaining the idea of trading, who are they going to trade for him? A Ben Gordon. Yes, I yes. think it was a Ben Gordon-centered trade. But the Lakers wanted Luol Deng. The Bulls said no, so Lakers said no deal. So had Bryant left LA and went to Chicago, how would that have changed things in the NBA? Um, I Lakers would have gone into a rebuild centered around Andrew Bynum, which we all know as Sixers fans that didn't end well. Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if the Bulls won another championship, though. To be honest, I mean, they had Luol Deng. They, you know, Luol Deng's nice, and but Kirk Heinrich was their starting point guard at the time, and I'm pretty sure Darius Sangailo was their starting power forward. So, and Brad Miller was their like center. So yeah. I just I don't see the Bulls really making I, I i don't see kobe winning another championship i think kobe gets stuck at three and shaq had four instead of kobe having five and shaq having four yeah. well at the I time at the time I, I think kobe was kobe bryant was young enough for the franchise to kind of add teams or add, i'm sorry add players he was the, to the team was prime. he was he was 28 it has been 10 years since he got drafted actually 11 Right, so that's my point. I think they could have won a championship because at 28, he has another eight years before oh. he declines, and they could have gotten another player. They could have look Paul they, Gasol. They he could have teamed up with Paul Gasol in that team. Paul Gasol was never on that. Well, I mean, he was, he but was it was apples. Right, but it wasn't at that point. Also, they would have never drafted Derrick Rose because they would have wouldn't have been bad enough. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, hey, listen, the the worst trade in history just popped in my mind. One that gets overlooked is Vladi Divac being traded to Charlotte for Kobe Bryant. Literally, they drafted Kobe Bryant in Charlotte, and they said, "No, we want uh, this uh, seven foot, thirty five year old, washed up center, European center or Euro center for this." Well, to be fair, well, Vladi played a couple good seasons for the Kings later on, but yeah, that's I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, but, but that, I mean, they're they're kicking themselves right now. If you're a Charlotte uh, fan, you you know what I'm talking about. You know how many draft picks Charlotte has used on a big man in the past like ten years? I've seen. I saw a list. It's not. Let's good. see. Noah Vonley, uh, Cody Zeller, Kai Jones, the guy that they just drafted this year, uh, Bismack Biombo. That's five. <laughs> that's five that I can think of alone. I'm sure there's more. They haven't oh, had Frank, a good big Frank man the- since. They haven't had a good big man since Alonzo Mourning. Yeah, I was about to say, because Dwight was there for a year, but he was pretty washed at that point. 
or he wasn't the same. I wouldn't say he's washed, but he was not the only <laughs> player that they were hoping for. All right, so Uriah, I know it's been kind of you know periodically talked about during the off season, but instead of having instead of having like the dunk contest, what if there was like a one on one game like series of games in the all star break, and it would be like the all star players that's been voted in so how would the how would that go if we did it by position so let's I'm just gonna throw out a few different players here. Actually, no, 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 no. Let's um, let's not throw. Out. Let's just look at it, and we'll give who we think. But I, I, I want to uh, I want to give context about why I put this in. Mm-hmm. So yeah. around eight o'clock tonight, uh, I took a couple Advil, <laughs> had a headache, and I started scrolling on Twitter, and I saw a post about uh, it was Dr. J going head to going head to head against Kareem Abdul Jabbar. It was mm-hmm. rainy. It was like VHS. Clearly, they were and they were, they were both retired. They were both retired at that point, right? Yeah, I, I believe so. But the 92. point is, yeah. I texted Lucas. I said, "Check this out." Or I sent it to him on on Twitter, and he was like, "Man, I'd love to see that today, right?" So that's mm-hmm. why I put this in here because I saw a video footage of Doctor J playing one on one against Kareem, and thought, "What if they did that today?" So let's just go, let's just say a position and you give me two players and we can go from there. Okay. Can we also do one, uh, each one of us bring up two retired players that we can think of that we would like to see yeah, today? Yeah, that'd be fun. Let's do that too. Okay. Just, okay. So I'm going to, okay. So let's go with center. What center matchup would you like to see at the all-star game today? Oh, I would absolutely love, and this is from team Durant and team LeBron and we can, you know, versus who versus whoever it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. I would want to see Joel Embiid go one on one versus hmm, Jokic. I was tempted to say Rudy Gobert, but I want to see Embiid go against Jokic. That would that would settle the argument for now and forever between all the Denver fans who just and you know I get it that's their guy, but they just he can't do any wrong in their eyes, and Joel Embiid is a scrub to them. But yeah, that would, Embiid would dominate him he would take him to school eat his lunch and then kick him on the bus and send them home what do you think if because i'm bound by position i will say the same oh another one is joel versus Giannis. because you got the two biggest and most athletic big men in the league Giannis is a power forward so technically we can't do that but if i could i would because those are the two most Giannis would probably for Embiid. He he might be too fast, but you, Embiid is a lot stronger than Giannis. He would just bully him inside. I think it would be a fair matchup. And Joel's not like slow laterally. Like I think yeah. like Giannis could beat him sometimes, but I think Joel should be able to keep up most of the time. I think Embiid I, it would, would just, have a tough time. Embiid would have he, a tough time with Giannis. You look, Joel matches up against Embiid at the uh, Joel matches up with Giannis at the end of games during the regular season. I don't think that would change at all during the playoffs if they ever got to meet each other in the playoffs. That no, would I'm be talking, fun. I'm talking, but we're talking one on one. I, I he has know, no one I to know. Pass it to. I think he would. He can't. Giannis would make it life difficult for him to dribble around him. Posting mm-hmm. up really wouldn't work because he's just as strong. And even if Joel tried to pull up from three, Giannis has that length, man. I think he would really bother a shot. Okay, fair enough. 
Let's go to power forward now. Power forward. I'm going to go with hmm. The East doesn't have too many true power it's not, forwards. Yeah, it's not a lot. Let's just do How forwards. about we just say forward? Yeah, yeah forwards. we'll do forwards. All right. I would absolutely love to see Jimmy Butler take on Draymond Green. I think that would be oh, a lot, of, a lot of trash talking. Jimmy would clearly – you know what? Not clearly. I think uh, because he's such a good defender, I think Draymond would, would give Jimmy a, a, a tough time. But I think Jimmy would come out one-on-one he he would outscore dream on but that would be a lot of trash talk i would like that that's a good one i would say versus Giannis. okay that, that's a good one that is a good one. that is mm-hmm. a good one. oh no 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 i take that back i take that back not lebron james kevin durant versus Giannis. Ooh, ooh. It, it would settle so many things because right now they're the top two players in the nba right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, I can't disagree with that. Did you do you remember seeing that highlight of Durant crossing over Giannis? Like he he faked like he I'm was sh- pulling up for three, and then he just whoop, <laughs> and he drove right. Back. Because look, you, Durant should be able to score anywhere on Giannis, but Giannis should be able to bully Durant. So that would be the ultimate power for you know athleticism versus skill like matchup. So that's my forward one. Do you have any other forward ones or do you want to just go to the guards? We can do, let's do shooting guards. Okay. Shooting guards. Let's go. Who do you got? I would say I would go, I consider Steph Curry a shooting guard. I know some people don't. I'd like to see Steph Curry go head to head against Harden. I think that'd be a fun matchup. But isn't Harden the point guard now in Philly? Oh, look at you putting me in, correcting me. All right, fine. Uh, (laughs) You can save that for the point guard battle. All right, all right, all right. right. Steph Curry versus Devin Booker. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. What is Luca? Is Luca Luca, point guard? Point guard, point guard. All right, then, yeah, I'm going to go Steph Curry and Devin Booker. That that would be some really high-scoring one-on-one. Well, I guess they'd have a limit to what they'd score to. But, yeah, I think that would be fun to watch those two guys just – toss bombs from three-point land look you know oh gosh no way since jamal murray isn't on here shoot i was gonna say jamal murray and and uh donovan, donovan mitchell that would be a good matchup but i can't but you say, can that. say that no you can okay yeah yeah. i'll say jamal murray because that playoff matchup where they both scored about 50 i want to see that again i want to see in that the again. bubble was that a bubble that was in the bubble that was in the bubble that okay. was the bubble playoffs yep yeah Another one that I'll say, just I know they're kind of like combo guards, uh-huh. Trey Young versus Steph. Okay. I think they're very similar, so that would be fun. Okay, point guards, who you got? Point guard. I would absolutely love to see Luca go one-on-one versus Chris Paul. That playoff series oh, okay. where they were – like Phoenix was talking junk – uh, CP3 was dismissing the greatness of Luka Doncic. It was, you could tell they were taking some digs. I'm sure after the series was over, they were all cold, but I would love to see those two go head to head. I would, I, say, and by the way, and by the way, Luka would, would beat CP3. Just for I'm going to say, I'm going to say Luka and James Harden. Hmm. Why? They're, why that? they're, I mean, they're both oversized. Luka's bigger, obviously, but they're both bigger point guards. More like shooting guards, but better playmakers than most point guards in the NBA. 
They're both elite scorers. They both could average a triple double if they wanted to. So I, I that's what I want to see. Okay. Because I think Lucas the most comparable young player to Harden's game today. Yeah. If you want to compare Luca to anybody else in today's game, okay. so that's 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 who I would do. I think that was I think okay. So now what two matchups and you can do any matchups based off position here. Just tell me what matchup would you least want to see? Which one would be the most boring? Yeah, I'll just yeah, we'll I'll just pick one because we want to get to what you said is like in history a one on one. Yeah, yeah. This all right. I put snooze fest in parentheses. Like, mm-hmm. Just one matchup that would make me turn to the Food Network in the middle of it. I would say, hmm, I would not want to see Andrew Wiggins and Chris Middleton. I would fall asleep. Really? Oh, okay. it, it would be so boring. So boring. What about you? I'm gonna say. Lamella Ball and Darius Garland. They're not the flash. Look, yeah. Lamella Ball is famous for making other people better, mm-hmm. and Garland's a good player, but he's not flashy. So okay. I, I don't think I would be the most entertained in that one. The other one that I was tempted to say was Rudy Gobert and Draymond Green. That would be awful to watch because it would good take elbows for... thrown. Some good elbows. Nobody would score. Nobody would score. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You would Draymond have to play... can't shoot. Rudy is a shot blocker. Yeah. Rudy can't dribble. He, his, if he takes more than two dribbles, he shoots below 50% at the rim. Yeah. Let's go with recent players. So let's say retired in the last 10 years. Recent players that you would like to see go one-on-one doesn't matter about position. Uh, we can't say Kobe. Say... We can't say Kobe. Oh, come on, man. Why can't I see Kobe? Well, I mean, because we can't have we can't, yeah, okay, yeah yeah well there all right I mean you can say you can say a Kobe one and then you can say a non Kobe Kobe one okay listen I do we have to be the past ten years can it be anybody versus a current I player? I because we wanted the the game to be good whoa 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 hold on man I'm not going back to the fifties I don't have George Mikan up in this man come on oh, but what, are you but are you going to say okay. Let me just say whatever the thing. I'm going to go to the late 80s, early 90s, and you put this player in the NBA today, and he would dominate, guaranteed. Okay. Isaiah Thomas, the original Detroit Pistons, okay. versus okay. versus Steph Curry. And the reason why I would love to see that matchup. Are, are you saying – no, no, no. They have to both be retired, and they're, in, they're at their current age. We're going by the video. They were in 1992. They were both retired at that point. Oh, you're talking about Dr. J and and yeah, yeah, that's how I'm basing this. So, so I meant so. All right, that's why I said within the past. Yeah, wait, a current player like playing now versus someone from ten. No, 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 no. Two two retired players. So kind of like retired players. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, all right, two retired players. Fine, that's easy. I would love to see Isaiah Thomas go against John Stockton. Here's the reason why. Uh, their 50s? Okay. Or 60s? Okay. Because oh, we're going. They, the, oh, all right. Oh. I'm so dumb right now. That's so, why I said so the last 10 years. They're so it's basically players playing in, in the big three. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, big three age. Yeah. I mean, you could be like Katino Mobley and be near 50 and do it. Uh, Man, I don't even know who's in the big three. And I you don't, don't have to do big three players, but like, 
old why don't you young go enough first. you go first okay I have to okay pick. okay okay so i thought about this for a minute i would like to see Dwayne wade play again actually no i take that back i would like <laughs> to say see tim duncan versus chris bosh Well, actually, no, I take that back. Oh Shaquille, uh, Shaquille O'Neal versus Tim Duncan. That's what I want to see. You want to see a 340-pound Shaq play today? That's yes. worse than me talking about Isaiah and Stockton. Oh, my goodness. Right. Hey, man. Hey, I'm a Shaq fan. What can I say? Oh, my goodness. The Shaqness, the big diesel, the big Aristotle. Okay. All right. Uh, I Man, I'm really bad at the players who retired in the past 10 years uh i would say uh tony parker okay versus uh, i'll take your guy because i i was a big d wade guy i would love to see tony parker go one-on-one versus okay uh, Dwayne wade just because i that... and i hate tony parker and i know that d wade was shredded <laughs> that's why i really want that to happen you know, he owns a team in France now that the, this new kid who's supposed to be the next of like seven foot two monsters on right now. No, nah, I didn't hear that. Good for him. Yeah, he, There's yeah. a lot of seven three monsters floating around the world right now trying to get to the NBA. But all right, can we can we now go back? Can we go? All right. Here's, yeah, yeah, here's you, my turn. You're, yeah, you do your thing. Now. Here's what I want to do. So okay. one versus one players from any era. In their prime. So okay. if you take prime Michael Jordan versus prime Magic Johnson, like players who are retired, okay. but playing in their prime, like, okay. the, all right, so I'll give you an example, like 84, 85 Magic versus 92, 93 Jordan. Let, let's do okay. that. All right. Okay. You want to go first? Okay. No, you go. go. You go. All first. right. All right. Now I'm going <laughs> to bring up what I brought up before. Actually, no, it's too easy to go LeBron versus jordan no i can't do that because they're not both retired lebron's still playing all right um in there oh prime, do both plays both plays need to be retired yeah i thought that's i was trying to stick okay. to your thing okay that's fine that's fine and, and then we can do players who retired versus players today in their prime okay we'll do that okay. after this all right okay. i'm gonna stick with my original uh one versus one from the past isaiah thomas original it from the pistons versus john stockton and the reason why lucas is this when I was a kid, I used to love the Dream Team. I watched all the games on TV. I even had all the McDonald's collectible cups of all the Olympic players. Yes, I even had Christian Lehner. Oh, no, they didn't have Christian Lehner. Anyway, yeah, point is, point, yeah, they did. The point is, is my favorite player growing up, Isaiah Thomas, was snubbed from the team. And yes. The reason why, I'm sure you know, is because he had a rift between the Bulls particularly Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. So nobody wanted Isaiah Thomas on the team. And the irony is that Chuck Daly was the coach of that team who coached Isaiah. He had no say in it. But, yeah, they 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 didn't let him come to the dream team. And John Stockton was invited when he had not yet or ever won a championship while Isaiah Thomas had two championship rings. So I would love those two to go head-to-head, and I would love Isaiah to cross them and, you know, 11 nothing. That's what would happen. Okay. I got one for you. Wilt versus Shaq. The two quote-unquote most dominant players in NBA history. Mm. I I think you got to. 
I think you just have to see that because I remember reading somewhere that it was like in the early 80s and I think it was the uh, New Jersey Nets were calling Wilt about him coming in and being their backup and Wilt was actually considering it and he was like almost 50 at that point. So paint a picture for us, Lucas. How would that matchup go? Oh, I I think Shaq would probably just bully Wilt down there because Wilt wasn't the best defender. But like at the same time, I'm curious to see how Wilt would do on offense against Shaq because I think he he the, Wilt was the Conan Barbarian movie for a reason. He was jacked. Oh, he was, like he could guess. bench press, I think, 500 pounds. So he was really strong. He he was a sh- strong man. So like he. He might have been able to hold his own against Shaq. He might have been one of the few big men in NBA history that could physically hold their own against Shaq. You know, another one that Shaq says always gave him problems? Uh, Ryan Reeves. Oh, big big country, yeah. Yeah, big country, yeah. I found that always funny. But, yeah, that that would be mine. Now, I'm going to go ahead and tell you my modern day versus – my current versus uh, historic. Okay. Bill Russell versus Giannis. Bill mm-hmm. Russell was supposedly one of the most athletic big men in NBA history. Okay. Look, no, no, he did <laughs> high jump in college and won an award for it. You like, really guy, think that would be that that would be competitive to watch? I think it would, oh, considering my. that he was able to hold Wilton to check and beat Will, okay. you know, all, all, right. all but like one time. I'll be watching. Actually, no. I'll be watching Chris Middleton versus uh, Rudy Gobert. That's what I'll be watching. Really? Yeah. Come on, man. Wow. Bill Russell. He would. Bill be Russell, man, man. I, you know, I did my thesis on him. I got to give him love in this. And that's I can't fine. Think... But you find someone that I guess could be comparable in their movements, right? Maybe like a David Robinson. Did you not know that? Okay, like I'm pretty sure Russell. They recorded blocks back in Russell's day. He probably would have averaged around three or four. Okay. No, I'm just saying. Okay. Uh, just let me have this. Okay. It's a, it's a good. I like that, man. I like that, and I and I'm glad that you went to the guy that you researched and you wrote a great thesis on. You know, Bill Russell. Uh, mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Wait, is he still? No, alive? he's he's still alive, dude. He just didn't go That's to the finals right. because of COVID. He just, yeah, he's yeah. he's old. He's really old. Yeah, I know. He still like, flips the bird to uh, Charles Barkley. Yeah, Barclay. that was funny. He yeah. flipped off Charles Barkley. I near died. That was great. That was great. All right, so this, all right, this is the last one for the night, and then we gotta go. All right, here's mine, Lucas. I think you'll okay. like this. Okay. Past player versus present day player. Mm-hmm. Similar in size, explosiveness. I mean, very brawny. I'm going to go 1987 88 Charles Barkley mm-hmm. versus current day Zion Williamson. Ooh, that's a good oh. one. Oh. I have another, I, I have another one, but they're both like the, not in the league anymore. Kobe versus MJ, both in their primes. Yeah, that would be fun. Because I I think honestly Kobe, LeBron, like if we're going by like play style, you could argue Kobe's the closest we're ever gonna get to MJ. Yeah, but they'll never be in the. I've no like yeah, MJ's I, better. MJ's better, but like seeing them battle in their prime, mm-hmm. ooh, 
That would be fun to watch. Like, but let me paint a picture. All right, yes. Barkley and Zion. Okay, we know okay. how big and strong Zion is, but people don't realize, and we have YouTube to to verify this. Barkley was a beast. This guy was not even six six and would go into the lane like a, a out of a control pickup truck and completely demolish whatever was in his way. So you have an immovable force against a I don't know what's the cliche. You get an immovable force versus I don't know. Point is, it would be a really great matchup. A lot of physicality and just brute strength down low. You know, guys posting each other up, but not being able to budge the other guy an inch. I think that'd be great. And to your point about, or actually, no, what did you what did you think? How would you think that matchup would go? The the term that you were looking for is the. Uh, unstoppable force and immovable object yes thank you for rescuing me yes <laughs> is that why you that's... put yourself on mute because you were googling that no 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 i just honestly i was i was coughing and i didn't want you to hear and then oh. i forgot to take myself off but i'm but, glad um, you landed that for me okay so how do you think yes. that matchup would go i think charles is just a smarter player so i think charles would win it mm-hmm. but i mean that's a t- that's a big boy matchup right there Big boys, big boy matchup. Big boys. Uh, any? What about? Did you say what Kobe and MJ would be like? I don't know if you. I I, I don't know who would win that one, just because I don't. I wouldn't put it past Kobe. Yeah. But like, it would just be mid range after mid range. It would be a game of chess between the two. It would. Pr- I I think it would be the most intense matchup in NBA history if they were both in their prime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I just it, it would be. I just because like, look, LeBron is more like Magic than MJ, but Kobe is like M- as close as MJ. It's like MJ like was like ninety percent of MJ. Yeah, like I have in my top ten players of all time. I have Kobe at like five or six because mm-hmm. I think he's that comparable to MJ. Because, like, yes, think yes. about it. Like, he didn't have the dynasties that MJ did, but he won almost as many championships. He should have gotten more MVPs. He had at least one or two stolen from him. Steve Nash. Yeah. <laughs> well, Steve Nash stole one from Shaq, one from Kobe. Yeah, that's true. And I just... <sighs> Here's the distinction between the two, okay? Yeah. Uh, I remember watching Kobe as a as a rookie in the NBA. Uh, he grew up around Philly. He went mm-hmm. to my sister's alma mater. Oh, uh, cool! Lower Marion High School, and Michael Jordan. Obviously, I grew up watching him when I was a kid. I saw him as as a rookie. But here's the distinction: we all know that Kobe learned everything from Mike, and Mike would pretty mm-hmm. much because of that. Mike would say, oh, "Okay, you know everything that I know, so I'm going to do some things that maybe you haven't seen me do." But the reality is, is Jordan, if you look at how he played, really analyze his movement. Mm -hmm. The thing that makes him the most, I guess, the greatest, not just because he has scoring titles and all these rings. Mm -hmm. But if you look at him play, Lucas, he did things from the 80s and 90s that no one is doing today. Not even Vince Carter. And Vince Carter might be neck and neck with Kobe as, as like comparable to Jordan. But his agility... The reverses under the basket, the you know flipping the. You ball mean in terms of your athleticism? I'm just creating a distinction, okay. and that distinction might give 
MJ the edge is he was just yeah. so agile. Kobe was a good dunker and he was athletic, but his agility was not on the same level as, as Michael. So you're saying Kobe's game mirrored Mike's the best, but in terms of athleticism, Vince Carter was probably the closest. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So if you're you're saying if Vince if Kobe had the athleticism of Vince Carter he would be on par with MJ. Yep. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I think that's fair. And honestly, I haven't seen too much of MJ because I was like six when he retired. Wow. So yeah, yeah. Put that into perspective for you. Yeah. But um, making you feel a little old. Never that. Never, <laughs> never. But no, in all seriousness, no. Like I remember watching Kobe. I remember the, the two second championships vividly. I the Kobe was just a different. Mo- I mean, the guy scored sixty in his last game. Yeah, they, they kind of come on, man. They kind of laid off him a little bit. Though. I mean, a little bit. I tell you what, though, this year when I get a chance, I'm gonna buy because now they're continuing the Mamba brand. Thank goodness, mm-hmm. I'm gonna buy me a pair of Mambas so that I don't. I can always have a pair. Yeah, he's got a cool logo. Got a cool logo. It's a cool hey, logo. That's, that's going to be on the next podcast. NBA players what? who have the coolest logos, like their for initials in their logo. For okay, 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 okay. Yeah. All right, but I look yeah. Like Anything yeah. else? No, nah, man. I think we're good. Let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. Cool. So everyone who listened to the Sixer Sense podcast, uh, myself, Lucas, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Please, if you have not done so, subscribe. Apple iTunes audible uh, anywhere you get your podcast you can check us out and hit that subscribe button please make sure if you have a comment and you want to let us know what it is that you like about the podcast the conversations do we do we talk too much do we ramble on i don't know just let us know constructive feedback that being said we'll catch you guys next time with more sixers content you guys take care out there powered by riverside What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.